Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back, everyone. The OC, the Osteo Connection. I am here with my co-host today, sitting next to me and across from me, Kevin Longpre, Jason Turnbull. Good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon, Dr. Happy Sean. Monday. Happy Monday, day after mm. Mother's Day. Mm. Uh, uh, yes. For all your mothers out there, all you know, Jay's mom. Jay's Kevin. mom in, in particular. <laughs> Starting there. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, well, uh, she knows. She knows. Yeah. She knows. So, um, yeah, hopefully. Yes, happy Mother's Day moms, to all mothers. Future moms, moms, moms to be, all the mothers out there. Yeah. None of us would be here without moms, right? Mm-hmm. Very true. None of us would be here, right? You are making a massive <clears throat> assumption, but whatever. <laughs> yes, yes, I guess I am. Um, so, yeah, boys, how was your weekend? Did you spoil wives, moms? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I went and played some golf with my mom and my brothers. It was awesome. I had a little lunch after. Amazing. Mm. Did you, did your, was your mom, uh, did she golf fairly well? This, uh, she did. Wow. Did she beat you? Did she no. beat you? No. She didn't, but she played well, yeah. <laughs> did she chirp? Did she chirp like uh, with your brothers? No, no, but she did bring scotch in a mason jar. Wow. With cups, yeah. Veteran move. God bless awesome. her. Yeah. Wow. It's awesome. Sweat and... Yeah, it was even nine. We teed up at six thirty-six. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't you in the morning? In the morning? Yeah. Wow, dude, it was like minus two outside. It's hardcore. Love it. We got to stay warm somehow. So whole three. <laughs> so seven eighteen in the morning. Yeah. yeah. We were drinking scotch. Wow. God bless her. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah, it was great. We had a good uh, good weekend. It was yeah. busy. Boys, uh, want to, they always love the breakfast in bed, but uh, Kelly worked the night shift. She's an emergency, emergency veterinarian, so had to keep them quiet. Um, but we were we were given the okay to head in at 10, so we did some Eggs Benny, which uh, if you I've never made it before, so as a first-time uh, Eggs Benedict... Uh, Wasn't bad. It turned out okay. The problem was, this is where it got complicated. I have three young boys, so all wanted to help me. Mm. At the same time. Don't touch that. It's the timing, right? Yeah. And then the hollandaise sauce. I had three eggs in the house. I didn't prep I was going to say, well. you have to have the right materials. You need materials. a lot of eggs. So, yes. so I'm like, oh no, I need two poached eggs and I need three minimum for the recipe. So I had to divide it. I had to take one yolk. It was tricky, but I got it done. Nice. So it's making a, like basically a reduced version of the hollandaise sauce. But uh, yeah, I was stressed a little bit. Not gonna lie. As <laughs> cool, calm, and collected I can, I can be the, with the yeah you know, the dogs and the house and the chaos and making eggs Benedict. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it turned out scrambled okay. would have been smarter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Less special, right? Yeah. But but you could sprinkle something on there. You know, true. Hot yeah. sauce. Trouble. It was great. The boys love mm. it. They love bringing the breakfast Sounds in fancy. bed. So nice. The, uh, well, I didn't tell you that story. The girls did that as well. For yeah, my, yeah. So, sorry, you're done. I didn't want to cut yeah, you yeah. off. Yeah, no yeah. Perfect. So we did. I took my wife up for dinner Saturday night because it was more. It just worked better for our schedule, and we have built-in babysitters now because my boys are old enough to stay at home with my daughter and take care of her. You know, as long as I, you know, read them the rules of the land before I leave, we're usually pretty good. But on another note, I forgot to tell you guys. So, 
Saturday, we had some other plans during the day, and my boys asked me late in the morning if they could walk into the village to buy chocolate croissants that we get, you know, every couple of months we go to this you know, the local shop and buy some chocolate Lafayette, croissants. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem, whatever, because I didn't really have anything ready. It was more like a brunch. So I called back later, and they said, well, when are you coming home? I said, well, you know, I'll be home soon. I go, we end up getting something for mommy for Mother's Day. I said, that's nice. What did you do? And they said, well, on the walk home, we stopped in the florist shop. And they said, we'd like to get something for my mom. We have this much money. Is that enough? And the woman outside is like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. Let's go in. And when they go inside, they see Danny yeah. inside. And he said, uh, hey, because you're a graduate from uh, St. Edmunds there? Mm. And my little guy's like, yeah. And, and then my oldest piped up too. Yeah, I did too. And he goes, did you ever have so-and-so as your teacher? <laughs> and they're like, of course. That was a great six teacher. He goes, well, that's my wife. He goes, come on here. Come in, in here. And he, he hooked Amazing. them up. with, and He gave them a reduction on the price and threw in other stuff. It was really sweet. But they got excellent comments on the way home. Like Several people stopped them saying, is that for your mother for tomorrow? <laughs> that's so sweet of you. So something we did over the years has panned out because they actually did something without us asking. And that was really nice. And I know like my wife was super, or, super. Or they did something. Yeah. Or, or they stole. Well, they were on the roof. <laughs> There you go. My neighbor did tell me that your boys were out on the roof on the weekend, which uh, is really safe. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> really safe. There it is. Yeah. But still, my, I know my wife was really happy like, that they awesome. thought of it and did it themselves, which took was the, pretty sweet. Took the initiative. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> so right. the beatings worked. Something sunk in. Not just the beating part, obviously. <laughs> Some nice. sort of emotional, like, uh, or maybe understanding that mom does do a lot. There yes. was a breakdown the next day that my youngest did not want to go for dinner because it's not <laughs> fair, but whatever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's highs and lows with kids, right? It's you never know what you're going to get. It's highs and lows. All right. Looking under the hood. Today's theme. So what does that mean? Kev, I'm going to throw it at you. Looking oh, under the hood. Looking under the hood. Do you want me to pretend I don't know what it means? Or... <laughs> Well, we said to you, how would you, if you had to look at your practice right now, what would you yeah. do to say like things you could look at that maybe you don't look at as often as you maybe should, or that, you know, recently you said, I've spent more time doing this, looking at certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we're going to say what that is, well then that was a I very, guess a lot. Very leading. Yeah. Thanks Jay. You know, that's what partners do. <laughs> don't touch it. Don't, don't give me your notes, Ben. I can't even read that. Same. <laughs> Chicken scratch. <laughs> well, looking under the hood for us has always been about uh, doing a check on what your business is doing. Like, how is it doing? What's working? What's not working? I know for today we were, we were talking about uh, taking a check to see about, um, you know, for instance, what it, where are the new patients coming from? Uh, how is the retention going with those patients? Uh, yeah. uh, conversion rates versus... Uh, um, retention and everything else. So looking on their hood really is to see like what, what's working, what's not awesome. Course correction and trying to, uh, make it such that that's exactly, what I, was, that's exactly what I was hoping you did. So oh, God, thank you, God. You pass. Kev, you pass. Thank God. Oh, the pressure's so, on. The pressure's on. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> in business, we have this term called, uh, Jay, Jay loves this term. KPIs. Jay, can you elaborate for us, please? Key Please. performance indicators. So, is it? Key points of interest. Key points of interest. I was key so Key performance wrong. indicators, right? Yeah. And this gives you an idea, like we call it looking under, under the hood. It gives you an idea of like where where are you at in this you know phase of growth with practice. Where you at? Where you at? Like that. Right? <laughs> where you at? It's exactly right. like that. Right. So it's it's uh, and these these numbers, these key performance indicators, they can be um, 
in different aspects of the business, right? So today we're going to focus on um, uh, a very, to us, one of the most important things, uh, which is, uh, we'll throw out a few terms, but like patient visit averages, patient acquisition costs, conversion rates, compliance rates, new monthly patients, uh, return on investment referrals. There's so many different key performance indicators that you can use in this in this realm. God, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> well, I think what Sean's saying is he wants to keep to the very, like, we're going to make it very patient-centric. Yes, patient-centric. Because patient key performance indicators is really more of like a business term yeah. that you could get into like, and we'll do that maybe at a later date, right? Yes. Where we can get into more like the finances, right? Like you said, return on investment yeah. or uh, you can look at your bank statements and your profit loss stuff and you can look at your income statements yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, your financial numbers. So this so is so something we're, we're going to repeat. So we're going to repeat, yeah. but we're going to keep it very, very patient focus. And we're going to do patient for focus because the reason what we do as osteopaths, if you haven't quite figured that out yet, is we help people, right? But you oh can't, my God. but you can't do that your job if you don't have people. So That's right. and these all ones, the other and things by helping people yes. are going to make your financial numbers exactly. look that much better anyway. So, so it's only natural, Sean, you wanted to start with the patient yeah. to focus first. So we want to, we want to talk about th- three in particular today. We're going to talk about New monthly patients, right? Mm-hmm. How many people are you averaging in a month that are coming in the door? Conversion rates and compliance <laughs> rates. Because we feel that these three will feed all the other KPIs, right? And if you really focus on these and you know these in and out, and there are a few specific things that you can do to improve these rates, right? Um, and we're going to talk a bit about those. So, Jay, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about new monthly patients. So why is, this, why is this important uh, as a new grad, as a scaling practitioner? What does this give you, right, to start? Sure. Well, first of all, it's super important at the start, and it's always important because you always want to have some fresh kind of blood in it, entering your clinic. As you get more and more established, and especially if you have a, a team that, that builds around you, you'll find that you'll probably slowly get maybe a little bit less because they're being referred to, to other people within your own practice, which is fine, right? Because that's yep. the whole point of scaling and, and growing. Um, yeah, something I looked at long, long time ago, many years ago, I had uh, my reception, I'd have her, or actually I would look myself too, but then you know, I'd get her to print me something once a month and I would look at my list of clients that I saw for that month and then track. I keep a running tally of how many people I was seeing, new people I was seeing per month. And then... You're just looking for trends. So obviously, the longer you do this, when you get into years of doing that, you know maybe there's you'll find there's some some sort of natural ebb and flow based on season stuff, like holiday time in the summer versus maybe seasonal holidays in the winter time or whatnot. But you're looking for at least some consistency in what's there. Um, I like to kind of take it another layer further. When I look at my new monthly patients, I then try to you know after I've identified how many, I look at who they are and then where they came from. So, and then see if you can refer or you can track where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they coming? And then you get to see. So if you are putting money into advertising for your clinic through social media or through print media or whatever discipline you're using, your your website or whatever, it gives you valuable feedback. You get to see, A, maybe there's some things that are exponentially bringing you in the highest return. If your highest return on investment is through this, you know, advertising uh, campaign you're using versus other ones that maybe aren't doing or doing very little or if, or if anything at all for your mm-hmm. practice. So I think that's really important to look at. Um, so it's basically to, to see what, if what you're doing is actually working. Yeah, exactly. And if it's not, well, what can I change to do it? And exactly. you can have, see a that pul- if, have a pulse, have a pulse on your business. Or if you're not growing as fast as you think you are, well, why is that? Yeah. Am I not attracting enough new people? Then you know, I need to 
you know, put more time into that part of my practice. Right. Or maybe am I less time losing them. Right. And that's what comes later. Exactly. So that's another thing. We can talk about an example of that later. I also like to see if it's coming from certain groups and then and acknowledge them. So I've done I've done things for let's say individuals that I've that have referred me a lot of people. I want to make sure the next time I see them that I'm I'm grateful. I thank them. I, I tell them I'm really appreciative of, of what they've done to help me grow. And you know, give me little signs of stuff at the holiday season. I might you know, give them something on behalf of the clinic or myself and make just it, so to make it a point to feed what, what's working, right? Yeah. yeah to, to make sure that I appreciate you it. See and where, I these take referrals, care of them and, where these new patients and these referrals are coming. Yeah. So yeah, new patients and referrals go kind of go hand in hand, right? Where yep. are these patients coming from, right? How many are you averaging a month and where are they coming from? So that's exactly. like what we used to do when, when we'd randomly pick, remember we'd always joke around we'd randomly pick someone who was free for them that day, yeah. but it was always someone that would send tons of people here. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that uh, you know, there's so many ways you can thank people. Like totally that, uh, nurturing those relationships of the patients, the raving fans, right? The patients that yeah. are that are out there, right? And again, as you see, as we talk about all these concepts, a lot of these patients, these referrals happen like you know organically because of you know how you're helping people, the energy and enthusiasm you bring to your mm. treatments and to your you know the day to day office visits, right? Your um, your communication skills, right? How well are you are you um, yeah, you're not just there, right? Going through the motions. Right, you're, you're there with your, intent. Yeah. You're there with intent, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. That's a, so new monthly patients. Uh, I'm going to throw this one back at Jay. So um, we're going to go through, right? I'm going to just talk a bit about conversion rates and compliance rates because sure. these two go hand in hand, ultimately to building a waiting list practice, right? So we say this. So, um, you know, you want to be shooting for, this is, it's, it's, we're going to throw it up there. We're going to set the bar high, but a hundred percent conversion. So what does conversion mean? So a new patient isn't a new patient until they've accepted care. Right. And so how do we do that? Right. You need to educate them mainly in, in your report of findings, but it's the whole thing. We call it the wow factor, right? So the evaluation, the intake forms, right. Making sure that you know, the, the patient is in the right place. So they've either been referred or they found you online and they see, you know, what you, you know, your office, just, just everything about who you've thought up, right. Once they show up at your place, they're in the right place. Right. So, um, this conversion rate is so important and, uh, it's worth tracking because, because if you are explaining to them the process of how you're going to help them, Right, you're answering these four questions we talk about. You're explaining to them the process of how you're going to help them, about approximately how much it'll cost, what's their problem, how you know, and how long it's going to take. Right, by telling them about our phases of care, this is really important, right? Um, and and which phase they're in, and and how you plan on getting them through these through these through these phases, right? And then you come to an agreement about this care. And that's, that's so important, right? But we, we, we'd like to say that these patients or these clients are not clients until they've kind of accepted this, you know, what you're going to, to propose to help them, right? Well, and the fact that, that it's a good point you're bringing up because the fact that they are accepting it, that's the type of client you want, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, like they have to say yes to getting treatment, but you know, some people could go along with it and not really be on board. They kind of like, well, we'll just see how it goes. But you can always tell when someone's really uh, buying, if we want to say it that way, buying into it in the sense they understand they really didn't see things like that before. And the fact that you're explaining it well mm -hmm. and going through the motions of really showing like how and what we're going to do to make them better, 
uh, that's the type of clientele you want, right? You don't want the ones that are just looking for that quick fix. So it's one way to go back to your thing about looking at the conversion rates. Well, the ones that don't convert are the ones that shouldn't be in your business anyway. There you go. So then that's fine. Yeah. You know, that's going to happen and they can be going somewhere where, um, you know, maybe they, they want something that's not as long in terms of a treatment or yeah. a different approach or a different way of explaining it. Some you might not have need... connected. That's a good point, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it works both ways for sure. You're going to have, you're going to have some that come in your door that are like that. Yeah. But then the importance of, of looking under the hood is to saying, okay, if that happens like Why? 3% of the time, that's fine. but then fine. it starts being 30, 40% of the time yeah. or more, right. then you got to realize that maybe there's something that you're not doing or yeah. not that maybe yes. that means there's something that you're not doing. That's, that's allowing them to convert. There's a there's a there's a blockage. There's yeah. a, a lack of communication or whatever. That's not or that they're not the buying filter, in right? or a miscommunication. Mis- a miscommunication. Mis- they're yeah. not buying into what you are offering, and yeah. that is a big part of this whole conversion yeah, so process, the filter, right? The so, filtration process. They've slipped through the cracks somehow, right? Yeah. So they, they, for those listening, that's actually very two good points, right? We could so. re, we could refer them back to I don't remember what episode it was where we talked about that. We'll have it in the show notes. Sorry. The five minute wrap up. Yeah, yeah for sure. Wrap up. Five minute wrap up has that where it explains All that exact conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Sean even touched on it when you first started talking about it. Essentially, when people come in, and if they let's say they've never had treatment before, like Sean said, you've got they've got four main questions. You got to answer those. The idea is that you're you're being a leader and you're the expert, and you're they need to feel that they're in the right place. So we always say to people. Put yourself in their situation. Yes. How would you expect to be treated? What would you like to hear when, mm-hmm. when you're sitting in front of someone? I think that's the whole key. Um, it makes me think, actually, if I can use an example we've had here in the clinic. Which happened, just, I was going to uh, if I, if I put you on the spot before, but then I took it away and I'm throwing yeah, it back. Yeah, that's fine. It made me think of someone that we had um, It was many years ago that um, uh, was a great person. But I remember it was early on, Kevin, in our process. So I don't know how many... I don't know if uh, you were here. You were here, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it was, we were early on. We might've had one other osteopath, maybe a second one. Anyway, someone we had, we had, uh, had joined our team and was starting at two days a week that had the intention to build to five days a week. And back then we weren't referring out to, we only referring to one other osteopath. So you know, we were t- referring this person, tons of people because we were booked up months and months in advance, Kevin and I. So you know, but after a few months goes by, I'm like, oh, it seems to be taking a while to get to two days, you know, and I started looking more and more at this person's schedule and, you know, two days, he's 14 people, three days, 21 people was the average back then, you know, eight new patients one week, six new patients the next week, seven new patients the next week. And then I'm looking ahead month after month goes by, you know, that works, let's say Tuesday, Thursday, I'm looking at the next week, there's still five holes for the week coming forward. And 11 holes two weeks later. And I said, something's not adding up. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, how are we going to grow if we refer eight, 10 people a week and we can't get two days full? So I kind of talked to my reception behind the scenes and said, I need you to print me up the last three months of this or whatever. And I started calculating the numbers for this individual. 74% of clients saw this person three times or less. Mm-hmm. And it was even higher, like at 2%, it was, it was quite something. So, you know, if you've been listening to our podcast or just the way you build your treatment plans, that's practically impossible, yeah. right? Like, unless you've got the hands of, you know, a specific you know who, uh, yeah. person that we'll call sweet baby Jesus, baby no, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> then it's, it's quite impossible. You're not, you're not explaining, like, like Sean had mentioned, the phases of care and your treatment plan appropriately for them to think in three times they'd be done. And, um, 
I remember I had a, I had a chat with them saying like, you know, that's, that's what's, well, how are you doing this? How do you, how do you, how do you end your, your treatment sessions? What's going on? Like, why are we not, I'm not building? And, you know, we learned a lot through that by coaching our newer grads saying, you know, these are the expectations to have, you know, you're the expert. You need to talk to them and explain to them the process of yep. what you're going to do for them. How healing and, works and how, in a sense too, You know, right? how, how you're taking care of their immediate pain, but just because you get rid of their pain, it doesn't mean their functioning is restored and the idea of wellness therapy. And uh, ultimately when we made, when we changed that, we were educated and he changed his conversation skills, his communication skills within a matter of weeks, three days, four days. Yeah. It just built up from there. Yeah, so that, that actually ties into, so the conversion and the now the compliance rates, right? So compliance and conversion, they go hand in hand, but uh, as we said, you're not, con- you know, a patient is a new patient until they've accepted care, right? So you guys come to an agreement of where they're at and where you're gonna take them, right? But the compliance is just as important because if you're, you know, if you're doing all this work to get new patients, and then you're not, they're not compliant, they're not showing up to their treatments or they're not following through on their care plans, you're missing the boat, right? You're, you're doing them a disservice. You're actually doing them a disservice because we, and this is again, it comes down to your communication. So it, uh, if you're doing a really good report of findings and then each visit you're, you're, you have thematic marketing in place where you're actually taking them on an educational journey, right? And this can be all thought out this can be all thought out ahead of time, right? You're actually taking them on this educational journey so that you're building the process, right? So, um, you know, in oste- you can come up with these on your own. If you're, you know, you can you base it off the principles of osteopathy. There's so many ways, right? But you want to educate them through those phases of care. You want to make sure that they, you know, the two of you come to an agreement, right, of, of the what you expect of them, what's expected of them throughout this journey. And we know, right, the, the, the universal law of healing is frequency over time. It's like the universal law of anything, right? If you want to get better at anything, you've got to show up, you know, time and time again. You so, get choked out a bunch of times, Kevin, before you can start choking other people. Before, exactly. Right? You before need to feel it first and experience it first. Exactly. Yes. Before then you can go ahead and cause to that never kind of feel it again. Ju- yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Jiu-jitsu insert there, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. As Kevin can lift his shoulder this weekend. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing for yeah. Yeah, disability insurance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to use my left hand today to treat yeah. it because so, my right arm doesn't work. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's it's wrong okay. with your arm? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm just going to tape it to your head. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. New, so let's let's kind of come here, come full circle. So KPIs, right? These are key performance indicators. These can be used um, to look under the hood. Essentially, that's sort of saying to know exactly where you're at, know how to course correct. Uh, you can plan. You can project where you're headed. Uh, you can really understand growth or lack thereof. Um, yeah, it's the pulse, right? You've it's got to do it. it. Like what we said before we wrote it down, I think. It, yeah. So it's knowing where to apply your focus Yes. Yeah, we to drive problem. all the energy in that direction, right? Exactly. Because so if you Whatever's working. You know? Whatever's working. And if you don't, so these, so we we'll, we have a nice, we're going to have a nice PDF for you guys. A little bit of a kind of like, um, not necessarily like a mind map, but the, a you know, bubble with, with these titles and stuff, a little bit of an explanation of them. Like and then you can uh, brain map, yeah, brain map. And then you guys can kind of write, jot some of these down. You know, if you're, if you're in, even if you're in student clinic, you can use this to kind of, you know, get through all your, uh, your, 
you know, whatever your credits, however many mm -hmm. you need, because this is, you're going to need patients at Well, it looks good in well. student clinic too. And you can have exactly. retention in the student clinic because you've done the communication part. It goes a long way. You're exactly. showing your teachers that you, you, you know Actually, how to build a business and, and Jay, good point. And be good about practice it. this now, right? If you're listening to us and you're a student, practice this now, because this is going to, you're going to come out of school running, right? So, um, these KPIs are super essential. Now, we'll, at a later date, we're going to do more some other kind of the more of the financial KPIs and stuff, just so you can understand a bit about the business aspect. But we feel that this is so important as an osteopath. You, you know, you're you'll have no numbers if you don't do this. Exactly, you will have no numbers. And if you focus on this, it's incredible because because you'll see a lot of the like you know a lot of this. J Jay, Kevin, and myself, we do not spend any money on marketing dollars, on advertising. We never have because we've done these things from day one, right? And you'll see, we, you know, our, the best source of referral is from, from patients that you have. So if you're, if you're communicating well, and uh, actually, this is what we want to talk about too. The communication, Jay, we were talking about this before. Communication, this is really interesting. It's a way of looking at it. It's not what you are saying to the patient. Exactly. It's what the patient understands, hears, and then takes action upon, right? Uh, and that's the most important thing. So you've got to become a master communicator. And, and if you're hitting these points, right, you're focusing on uh, how many new patients, you're, you're seeing uh, what the patient visit average is, you're seeing these conversion rates, you're seeing these compliance rates, uh, you're seeing you're mirroring that or matching that with where the referrals are come, coming from you're going to get busy and you're going to yep. build a wielding, uh, waiting list practice fast. And then you're going to need to focus on another KPI, which is capacity. Cause you gotta, you gotta keep, you know, improving or increasing your capacity to actually, if you really want to hit, if you really want to hit some, some pretty big growth numbers, then you get in the fun problem of not being able to fit people in. Exactly. Right. Right. So it's just a different problem, but yet still problem, another problem. Another yeah, absolutely. Problem. I think it's really key, Sean, that we, we mentioned that the importance of just doing it yeah. too often. I think newer grads and, and, a lot of solo practitioners don't take the time to kind of work on their business. They're always working in it. Yeah. It doesn't take that long. Really, you can print off a monthly statement from every software company we use. All of them have the same things of monthly reports. You can look at how many patients you had or clients you had that month. You can break it down in new clients or returning clients. Yeah. I think the key is just to look at it. And the earlier you look at this process, the better. Because so, like you said, you'll, you'll, you'll grow and you'll, you know, if, if you can see that you've got a 96% conversion rate mm -hmm. look how much faster you can get full or waiting list practice and someone's converting 80 yep. percent and it, if you do 96 every week versus 80 four and five versus like 9.5 to 10 it just grows and grows oh, and yeah. faster and faster <laughs> and if you start to scale your business and you have other people that you've helped to coach or whatever you're in if you're in that part of your business world right now and you can get them to do the same thing I mean, your path to success and your path to growth is much much faster yeah. much faster also right a lot and of times also, sorry and you're also providing like a like you're also providing better service and value to your clients. Yeah. That's what they want anyway. They want to know they're in the right spot. They, they, it's your job to inform them and the, the benefits of osteopathy and how this is something that it's, it's more of a necessity yeah. than luxury. There's yeah. a reason we went through this whole pandemic. It didn't change our practice at all. No, exactly. Right? Because they, they realize the value and, and the value you provide for them to live the life so, they want to live. So yeah. there, I think there was, I think they called it that. Just until Friday here in Quebec. Yeah. Oh, right. By the way. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm missing an L. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're so right, right? The, li living this osteopathic lifestyle, because that's what it is. I hope yeah. Trudeau didn't hear you. <laughs> Probably listening. Cancelled. Someone's listening. Cancelled. Someone's listening right now. Yeah. But, um, hopefully a lot of people are listening but from <laughs> other, other places. Uh, um, 
but yeah, that, I think that's I think that sums up great, guys. So um, just remember, uh, take a look at these numbers. Look under the hood once in a while. You'll get a pulse for your business. You'll see where you need to focus, right? Because as Kev said, where focus goes, energy flows. Exactly. Bucks. So you'll see what oh. you'll see. You'll see where. Kev said that. <laughs> Kev said that. I, I don't know if I said it. it. <laughs> I've said it. Before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've said it. Well, he, said, he says I'm it. I'm pretty sure I stole it from someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you repurposed it. Right? I repurposed it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but it'll give you a good idea of where you need to focus, right? And yeah. then um, from there, you can make some projections, some plans. You can know where where you have to tweak, right? If you're not getting enough new patients, then there's a whole there's a bunch of strategies for that, yeah, right? If you're not converting. If you're not you converting. Know, to dig deeper and yeah. see what am I what am I doing? Is there anything I could be doing better? Yeah. Where am I? Where do I think this is failing? Strip yeah. down your initial evaluation. Relook at everything you do during your initial val and say, wait a second, what am I not doing yeah. here? That's maybe preventing people from taking that leap to to you know trusting me to be their 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 guide towards better health again, right? And yeah. it's you, and then again and and exactly these compliance rates as well. And it's usually you know communication for so sure. It always comes back. That's where we harp on that on uh, communication because uh, literally the best communicators have the best practices they have the most fun right they have the best staff they have the best it's just they have fun with they get the most new patients it's communication if, is you, if you look at down to someone who comes into your office with this right i know you're recapping i'm giving another example if nope. someone comes in with acute lower back pain and they only come three times you have to ask yourself like really does that make sense based on treatment plans it does not make sense at all right, right? so okay. Exactly. Like if you if you talk to them about yeah. you know getting rid of their pain, getting rid of inflammation, you know normalizing the mechanics of the joint, then taking time to stabilize the joint and re-educate musculature. I mean, it should be very obvious how you can that treatment plan is established over months a months long period. Yeah. And if you're only doing it in three appointment times, there's you're like Sean, you said the communication somewhere is lost. Yeah. You're, you're not vocalizing <laughs> the need for them to you know, to go through a proper yeah. rehab program. And you're doing them a disservice, right? Because that problem is ultimately going to come back and Guaranteed. it's going to, you know, so you're not, you're not going to fix the problem. You might patch mm -hmm. it, right? But you're, you're ultimately going to do them a disservice, right? So honestly, guys, that, that's awesome. That was fun. Um, yes. Happy Mother's Day. Belated Mother's Day to all the mothers and future moms out there. There's a PDF for you guys to download. As always, um, hit us up, osteomentorship.com. It's a website. It's uh, ever-evolving, ever-changing as we get ready to launch this program for you guys. Uh, Osteo Connection is the podcast. You can find us on uh, wherever podcasts are. On the line. On the line, hosted, right? Um, LinkedIn, you can hit us, hit us up on LinkedIn. We have our individual profiles up on LinkedIn, right? So we're on LinkedIn now. We're, we've been connecting with a bunch of you guys. Uh, we're going to connect with more. Um, yeah, leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. Yeah. And, uh, some of your concerns, maybe. Yeah, some mm -hmm. of your concerns. I know we're coming up uh, after this one. We got uh, Job Scorecard, which is a really good one. And then we got my interview, which, uh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got Dr. Sean under the uh, hot seat. Right? Yeah, In the hot seat. Under. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, peace. We'll see you next week. Take Ciao, care, everybody. everybody. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. <laughs>